This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves with Warrior Watch. We're so excited that you're with us today. We're excited about what God's doing in the earth. We're excited about what God's doing uh, as far as raising prayer warriors up across America. And I'm so thankful for this network and how God's using this network to really um, encourage, light a fire, mentor men and women across America on the importance of prayer and the power of prayer. Uh, today I have an amazing guest with me. Uh, her name is Jody Mamula. She is an amazing woman of God. She is a true woman of God. She works in the marketplace. She has her own business. Her and her husband um, really do marketplace ministry. They've they've learned the art, and I believe God has called all of us to be ministers wherever we are in life. So whether we're raising up a business, or we're an athlete, or we're an entertainer, or we're in the actual five-fold ministry, we're all called to ministry. And I, I love Jody. I love her passion. I love what God is doing through her. And um, we're going to talk today a little bit about her journey. And she wants to really um, give you kind of an inside look to her walk with the Lord and and how this th- this topic called abiding in Him, abiding in Jesus, really changed her life. And so, Jody, would you, would you just uh, introduce yourself and let's let's start talking about abiding in the Lord? Awesome, Pastor Callie. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be on here. And um, yeah, I mean, abiding in Him. I think the first place that most people you know, would start as the, is the definition, but I didn't, <laughs> right. I looked up the, you know, I looked up abide after, um, I kept getting knocked over the head with it this past year. Or so, um, I will share the definition to start off with because it's a great place to kind of launch from. Um, but because the, the, the actual definition is accept or act in accordance with, it's um it's it means to be able to live with or to stand with and if you can't abide with something it you know truly it means that you can't stand it so in 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 reference to the lord that really struck me because you know i love i love jesus I, i i to even have the thought if you can't abide with something, it means you can't stand it. That just like, you know, it just makes my stomach turn because for many years I knew the Lord, but I was not abiding in him and I was not doing what he was calling me to do. I loved the Lord, but I was not walking in with the Lord. And so, um, you know, just a little bit of that. And I grew up in in Sunday school and I have wonderful parents and, you know, they, they brought me to church and all that, but it wasn't until 10 years ago that I was introduced to the Holy spirit 10 and a half years ago. 
And so, you know, that changes everything. It's like I was saved again and again and again because of the refinement process that I went through. But, you know, it was eight years of knowing the Holy Spirit, but nobody actually encouraging me. And it wasn't anyone's fault except for my own, but nobody really encouraging me to get into a prayer closet and to really just stop multitasking the Lord, you know, (laughs) because I would, I I am that personality that I think I can do eight things at one time. (laughs) You know, we all do. Right. And the truth is, is that whenever it comes to Jesus, I was, I was carving out a, a, a 10 to 15 minute multitask, uh, workout with him, basically. Um, like, okay, well, I'm, I'm doing this workout right now. So speak to me now, or I'm praying for this now. But, um, yet I could spend an, an hour in the gym, right? Like I could spend, I could spend hours somewhere else on just one thing, but I was not able for some reason to just get in a prayer closet. So, you know, that's, that's where my journey really started because I know that the enemy will try to keep you out of it because he tried to keep me out of the prayer closet where I literally, now this is for me. I'm not saying this is the only way to hear his voice. I'm not trying to be, you know, legalistic here, but for me, I had to literally get into my son's tiny little closet and close the door. And I had some pillows in there and I just needed to seek his face without my, without my phone, without, without anything, but except for my journal and a light on. And, you know, at first it was like, you know, this is a, this is a task, you know, and, and how am I going to spend a half hour or an hour in this prayer closet? And I was, you know, I had to kind of work through some of the, um, you know, like it felt awkward, you know, it was, it felt like very uncomfortable, but then it turned into just this desire to wake up before my one and two year old got up, you know, like I got to get up before them. I got to get in the closet. I I want to just be held by my daddy and I want to hear what he has to say for me. Um, and so this is, now this is something that I had to really surrender to at first and it turned into just a I, I I love I love the time that I'm just with my father. And I and I also found that some things that I first had to kind of be legalistic about, like, you know, I I I set a I set a timer for an hour on the outside of the door. And you know, at first I was like, okay, I've just gotta make myself do this. That now there's you know, there's freedom in, in like, okay, I have, I've got 20 minutes right now, or I have three minutes right now, or I have 10 minutes father, or I have an hour I'm carving out different times that it is just me and my father. Right. Right. No, but this is a great, this is a great example. What happened? So three and a half years, I was asking the Lord in prayer for a cause. And I felt like, you know, we've been successful in business and we've, we've checked a lot of things off the list, but I was really wanting to attach my heart to a cause that, that I just knew was a, 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 was a bahag, a big, hairy, audacious God goal, you know, (laughs) so outside of me. And, 
And for three years, it was like nothing, you know, just crickets around it. And I would try to attach myself to other people's bahags. Like, oh, well, that that's really honorable. Like, I should try to want to do that. Is that the God goal? You know, but anyway, so three and a half, three and a half years, I was praying about this. I got into the prayer closet. And literally one week in the prayer closet, the Lord revealed two words to me. He revealed refuge and he revealed human trafficking. And those two words specifically was all he revealed. And so I began to Google, you know, Austin, because I live in Austin, Texas, Austin, human trafficking and refuge. Well, who knew this? But the Lord, there is a place called the refuge that is being built here in Austin and it's being built and it's for girls ages 11 to 17 that are being rescued out of sex trafficking and put into it's going to be the second largest if not the largest holistic Christ-centered rehabilitation ranch with 48 beds I mean, it's this huge, massive $6 million project that even just to build it. Uh, but the Lord began to show me a vision of being a part of this and gave me a vision for running boot camps with these girls. And he gave me a vision, a huge vision to be a part of the refuge. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm in. We ended up meeting with the founder of the refuge, her name's Brooke Crowder, and she absolutely believes um, in the power of deliverance and Jesus with these girls. The, you know, I don't know if this is okay to say, but it's the truth. There's no government funding, um, just so that the the control of when the girls come in and how long they stay is up to the refuge staff, and. Um, Everything that we were hoping for, the boxes were checked. So, you know, the, the Lord used that from the prayer closet. And then because of that obedience, just like, you know, just like Abraham, you know, he didn't give him the whole meal deal all, all at once. He said, do this. And then he gave him more of the vision. Then he said, do that. Gave him more of the vision before he could say, Hey, here's where I'm going with you, Abraham. <laughs> and so I've, I just feel like that's the journey that I've, that I've been on this last about five months ago, because of that, knowing that refuge connection, he said, the Lord said, Jody, I want you to spearhead a benefit concert and silent auction to, to help raise funds, more funds for the refuge. And so I mean, Pastor Kelly, that's happening this Sunday. Wow. And we have world-renowned artists at this concert because of the Lord's grace, because what he's doing. And, you know, Leland is one of the top artists in Christian uh, worship. And, I mean, he, he tours with Bethel Music, you know, and Leland himself is just, his band is phenomenal. He's our headliner. Oh, that's so like awesome. Like how, that's so how awesome. he lined that up. And even the the other ones, Josh Weathers and Pauline and Jedediah Wick, 
Now they have been asked to pray, to play and worship, not worship, but to play at the presidential inauguration. Yeah, what amazing thing is that? <laughs> yeah. And so these are the kind of artists that the Lord has lined up for this concert and silent auction to raise money for his girls at the refuge and the voice that they are going to get and the strength and the rehabilitation that they're going to get because this is being built and it takes money to build those, those things. And it takes, you know, it just, it, it takes more than just a person. It takes truly a God ordained whisper in a closet to know what your mission is and to run after it and to know that the Lord has your back. Yeah. It takes a tribe. And you know what I love you. You said I spent a few minutes just doing, just blocking everything out. And something you'd been seeking for for three years all of a sudden comes in clear focus, you know, and I, you know, and I have done it too. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, getting on the treadmill and praying right. and listening to the Bible or listening to worship music or getting on your exercise bike or, you know, even in the car driving somewhere. I love, I love when I drive, I love to drive. And so when getting in that car, yeah, I can put on a, a preaching tape or I can pray in the Holy Ghost and all that is good. But yes. there is nothing like uninterrupted, nothing else on, not a phone near me, not a person near me, just right. me, just me and Jesus. And, you know, you just think about your, your own, in your own natural sense, if you're trying to spend time with your husband, you can't really be husband and wife on the exercise bike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sweats a lot. It doesn't, sweat a lot. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. And like my little grandchild, if I want to give, there's, you know, I've, even with my children, Callie Ann or any of my grandkids, they love it when Meemaw puts down the telephone, doesn't, doesn't do anything but focuses on their little face right. and what they have to say. And I go do something like the other day I took three of the girls and we went to get our nails and, and our, I call it our paws and claws. We went to go get our <laughs> paws and claws done. I said, come with me, Ma, and let's go get our paws and claws. Well, that day I didn't multitask. I didn't, you know, send texts while they were getting their, you know, I, I'm the queen of multitask. But that day I put my phone in my purse. I, I focused on them getting their nails and their feet done and they giggled and I giggled and we had so much fun, but they loved the focused attention right. and they, they needed that. Well, our father, that's the one thing we can give him that he doesn't have that he can't control is my focused attention. Right. We give right. that, we give that by choice. And, and what, what happens is treasures come out of it. Absolute yes. treasures. So, so you started this process. Tell me how this works. So you, you started spending time with God. Do you make this a daily thing? Do you try to do this every other day? How, how do you do this? Well, you know, I love that what you shared at the end there about, you know, it's not like worshiping in the car or praying in your car, turning on a podcast. Those are amazing things. So it's not like, oh, that's bad. And this is good. Or this is the only way. Right. But there's, so I love that you touched on that, Pastor Kelly, because it, 
it's both. It's all. But if, if there's never specific, I am carving this out for you, daddy, you know, and just to sit in my father's arms, I really believe that that is the exponential growth that I have experienced. And so how does that happen? So for me, this is how it happens on, on uh, two days a week, my wake up time has to be four thirty if I want a four a full hour. Four now that's a sacrifice, girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> so at four thirty in the morning, two days a week, which girl, you know, that's that's early, that's a sacrifice, right? But um at four thirty, two days a week, if I don't do that, then I don't get an hour of journal, read, pray. And because I have boot camp at 6 a.m. And so those two days is a 4.30 wake up. On the other days, my, my kids, I have, a, I have a one and a two-year-old. So it's just working through this. On, on the other days, they're, they usually are up by like 7, maybe 6.45. Yeah. So I just back that up an hour. And I'm like, all right. So those days are... You know, usually 5.45, you know, set the timer. And, you know, some, here's are some practical things because for me, I love, like, this is what I was journaling through. Like, I love the Lord. I wanted to seek his face. I wanted to hear from him, but my flesh was tired. My flesh was something that I had to overcome in this. I, I had to, I was already disgusted a little bit. But I had to get myself into the desire, you know, and, and the obedience of what are my wake up times and even little things like this, like my, um, I would title my alarm on my phone. Um, Jesus loves you five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> That's good. I mean, whatever it takes to get us in that discipline. Cause, <laughs> cause at first you're, you know what? I've heard it called discipline, desire, delight. And that prayer literally goes yeah. through those stages. And really, in the beginning, it really is just a lot of d discipline. And then yes. over time, you have so many great things. It's like when if every time I go to see Jody and Rob, I have a wonderful time, I'm going to look forward to going to see Jody and Rob every year. I'm right. going to want to go every year. Well, that's what happens with us in prayer. It turns into desire because every right. time we get with him, he unlocks some treasure for us. Yes. And, yes. and so then you go from, okay, it is a discipline, but oh my God, my desire is so, I have such desire to be with my father. And then it, it literally becomes, man, if I missed it, it's like missing a workout or missing a meal or missing, uh, you know, your favorite person coming to see you once a year. I mean, you know, it's a delight to be with the Lord because anytime you're with the yes. Lord, you're going to come out changed on some. Right. Right. And you know, it's not even like it's a workout. It's like, it's like we need to get that, that FOMO sometimes in us, like fear of missing out. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he, he loves, he loves every one of his kids so much and he has a specific call and a specific walk for each of us to go on. There's nobody else that he has a plan for that to be accomplished through, but you and, but me, you know, and so we each have something and it's just getting, um, for me, it was just getting on the wheel of obedience. I, 
Okay, Psalm 1 says this. It says, blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the ungodly. And it goes on to say all these great, amazing things, you know. He'll be like a tree, planted, all this amazing stuff. Whatever he does will prosper. Okay, but it says, blessed is the man who walks. Who walks. It's the person that makes a decision. It's the person that says, I'm, I'm choosing this is a free will thing, you know, and, um, we all have free will. Thank God that he gave us that, but, um, it's a decision to do it in the beginning, but it's yeah, absolutely- you literally have to do that thing called walk it out. I mean, it, you are walking it out. You're walking it out with right. Jesus. You're walking out a discipline of saying, you know what? I am going to spend every day a certain amount of time uninterrupted by anything else with my Lord. You know, for us, right. we have our um, we have prayer meeting here at the church at 714, Monday through Friday. And I try to make it, well, during our 40 days, I try to make it every day that I'm in town. But I, when we're not doing our 40 days of prayer, I'll come up here at least three times a week, and then I do the other the other prayer times at the house. But there is something so powerful. If you let something happen and I get called early and maybe there's, you know, I have to go to a hospital at 4 o'clock in the morning or, you know, something happened where I get out of my routine and I miss that prayer time in the morning, I do not feel the same the whole day. Right. It's like right. Walk, it's like walking around feeling like, okay, something is missing. There's something about ordering your day when you yes. start it with prayer. And uh, it's like you said, we don't have to be religious about this. If an emergency happens or something, God understands. But just go on and stop. Even if something happened and your day got messed up, just go on and stop. It doesn't matter if it's 10 o'clock. It doesn't matter if it's noon. Go on and stop and take that time to pray. I promise you the dishes will be there tomorrow. The laundry (laughs) will always be there. Right. There will always be work to do. There always and there will always be something to do, and you know we do what we what we make priority. We absolutely, right. you know, I always say people do what what is what is priority, and uh, I do what's priority in my life. So prayer, if it will become a priority, it will not only change your life, but it'll change everybody that's affected by you. It'll change your home. It'll change your destiny, right. and it'll set in place. So let's talk about. Um, we've got just a few more minutes before we break for a song, but let's start this conversation about lordship develops through obedience. Let's talk about just being obedient and how that right. looked for you once you realized what you needed to do. Well, you know, lord lordship means that he's lord of all. He's not lord of some. He's not lord, and so that's just a whole different topic, right? Um, but that's that. But lordship develop it develops the obedience to say, "I am on this journey." Like you said at first, as a discipline, and then as a desire, and then as it develops, there's just there is nothing like 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 sitting with your father, and so. Lordship in in the beginning was a great idea, right? Uh, and to be obedient, but then it's another thing to take action out of that. And so, um, for me, it does look like sitting, and it looks different for everybody. But he speaks to you like you'll hear him. So, 
That obedience for me looks like sitting down and literally saying, good morning. Hey, you know, thank you. And just thanking my father and then just saying, what do you want me to hear today? What do you want me to hear? Because if he's Lord of all, then he's going to give me the strategy for for the business meeting. Or he's going to say, pick up the phone and call this specific person. I need you to talk to them today. And he's just going to lay their lay their name on my heart. And so it's, it's initially obedience in the doing the action, but then it's obedience in, in the closet and in the time with them that making it count, making it count. So that's what I think. I mean, because I, I, I have, I have slept on this where I'm in the prayer closet and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like thinking about something else or I'm, uh, like I've drifted, you know, or I'm all of a sudden like, Ooh, my to-do list or whatever. So making the time count, even if you have five minutes or if you have 25 minutes, um, being obedient to what he says, writing that down. And then from the prayer closet, there is action to be taken. There is that phone call. You know, I heard, uh, I heard Bill Johnson say this one time and I thought this was so good. You know, he used to would beat himself up when he would be praying and then he'd think about something he needed to do, you know, and like, uh, oh, you need to call that, you know, for what, you know, our minds, who can, who can understand how our minds work? I mean, I've been in prayer (laughs) and literally crying and speaking in tongues come out of it in the Holy Ghost, knowing I'm in the Holy Ghost and I hear, and then all of a sudden my mind says, don't forget to call Sister Linda today. I mean... Right. Yes. I mean, our brain works. He said he has a notepad. Yes. He sits right beside him. And of course, his journal is for whatever the Lord tells him for that. But he has a notepad that when those to do things come up, he just writes them down to get it off his brain and go forward. And he doesn't right. beat himself up. Right. And right. I, I think that's that's probably a good, especially because most of most people that are, are consistent with their prayer life and they're really working to be a uh, to to grow in their spiritual walk they they're usually doing a million things and so just offload your brain write it down and go on <laughs> right and, right and there's no shame in that game absolutely absolutely and you know i i also feel like the whole sticky note thing is a really good <laughs> i've really loved the sticky note thing where it's like oh okay that person writing them down stick them on the wall in the closet and for whatever reason, just that person is who the Lord is saying. So it's that step of obedience that it may seem so silly at the time, but he's given you that thought for a very specific reason. Yes. And he's told us to capture our thoughts, take every thought captive, bring it before the Lord. So if sure. I'm in the prayer closet and I have this thought, whether it's do this at the meeting, you know, and it's so specific. I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. That must be a... That I, I just decide, I had to make a decision, right? That that is a God idea. And I'm going to run with that idea in that whatever he said, because nine out of 10 times, Lord knows that that, that way is better than my way. You know what? That's really good. But that's really good because sometimes we've looked at all these things as if it's not a spiritual thought or it's not, it doesn't, it's not categorized as spiritual, you know, maybe I shouldn't be thinking about this in prayer time but a lot of times god is trying to literally order our day or order a business meeting where 
it is more profitable or order a conversation that you're going to have with somebody or, you know, there's a lot of reasons. So when he, when the, when the Bible says his ways are higher than ours, that there is no truer statement. We don't always understand what he's trying to do, but if we will work with the Holy Ghost, uh, Dale Gentry says this, and I love it. He says, work with the Holy Ghost, partner with the Holy Ghost. And there's, there's something about prayer time. It really teaches you to partner with the Holy Ghost. And, to, right. and you'll take your prayer time, and you'll find yourselves partnering with the Holy Ghost all day long. You'll stop. And we, we went into prayer this morning, and one, one of the ladies said to me, I feel we were in the sanctuary, and she said, I feel the presence of God so strong in here. And I'm thinking, yeah, because we've been spending, you know, every day people have been spending time in here. God's people have been spending time. So that's what happens. We start spending time with the Lord every day. And then what what you find is Holy Spirit's with you all day long. And he's speaking to you. And you ordered your day in a way that you put the Lord first. You gave, it's like paying your tithe, except you're paying your tithe with your, your time. You know, we go, we, we, we don't think, we know we're going to write our tithe check when we get paid. We're going to pay our 10% tithe check when we get paid, but it's the same way when we get up in the morning. What if we give the Lord the first hour of our day and, and what an amazing way to start our day and to connect with Holy Spirit all day long. We're going to take a a break here and we're going to play a song uh, by United Pursuit Pursuit called Your Love Changes Everything. And then we're going to come back and talk more about abiding, uh, abiding with the Lord and allowing him to be the Lord of our life. We'll be right back with you. I will choose 
excited about having Jody with us today. We've been talking about abiding in the Lord, abiding in him and what that looks like, the prayer closet, what the prayer closet looks like, you know, uninterrupted time with our father and then, you know, allowing Jesus to become the Lord of our life, what lordship looks like and lordship is truly developed through just personal obedience to the Holy Spirit. But I want to go back in and talk a little bit more about this um, abiding, Jody, and the anointing that we've received. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so <clears throat> the last few months I kept reading abide, and I'm thinking, man, this is like the scripture for the year. Whenever <laughs> whenever I came across 1 John two twenty seven, so I just want to break down my thought process with it after I read it. Um, be, so yeah, so I'll just read it first cause I have a few different thoughts around it. So okay. one John two twenty seven and, uh, through 28 says the anointing you've received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you, but 
But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true, it's not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So that, okay, so first, my first thought in this is that it's in me. It was, I was born with it. It was a decision for me to flip the switch on. (laughs) right which we already talked about earlier just that decision and that obedience and that that lordship makes me obedient to turn the switch on but the anointing that you've received from him so i've already received it and it's already in me right when you were born again when i was born again right right and so you know sometimes i had this thought and and you know i may be speaking sometimes i'll just speak like really base level even so i know there's a lot of wise people that listen to this and you may be 10 paces past me on this one but sometimes i hear something like this and i'm like okay how do i get it like how, how do i go find it or i'm going to have to do something and my works mentality tries to flip on like i'm going to receive it somehow i'm going to earn it somehow and so this just released that like no you've already received it that's so. right that's right you got it when you were born again Exactly. So um, I I love that. And then um, you do not need that anyone teach you. So some, it's like, how do I do that? Like, give me the bullet points, Pastor Callie. And, you know, that's good. And there's a wonderful teachings around this. I'm not trying to minimize teaching, but I'm trying to highlight experiencing the presence of the Lord. Absolutely. And there's nothing, there's nothing that will be ahead of experiencing the presence of the Lord and the revelation that, that you and I receive getting in his presence, which, you know, we talked about obviously before. And so I, I love that it said that you don't, you don't need anyone to give you the bullet points. This is not a, this is not a do this and then check the box. And now you're going to do this and check the box and you are guaranteed. No, this is sit with me. Yeah, This is experiential. Yeah. It has to be experiential. And here's the deal. We have a little, you've got a little baby, two amazing baby boys. That little boy had it in him to walk. He had, he was, I was watching your little baby boy walk around. Yeah. He was born with the ability in him to walk. Now he may not have been walking yet. He had to grow, but he had parents that loved him. And they held his little, you held his little hands and he took his first little steps, but it was in him to walk. All he needed to do was to get in a a safe spot with his mommy and daddy. Yes. And the innate things that God had put in him begin to start surfacing as he grows. It's same thing happens with us with, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're born again. If we've got our Bible and we start praying. We may not even know. It doesn't have to be religious words. Right. It's simple as like you said, Daddy God, I'm here today. And I'm tired this morning. But I came on because I knew that I needed some time with you. Right. And I really need your help today. And I really love you. 
and I really want to spend time with you, and I'm asking you to speak to me today. And then just right. sit there and let him speak to you and let him talk to you and let him encourage you. And before you know it, you know, you're you're getting all kinds of revelation and clear clear choices are being, you know, God's showing you the clear paths to walk. He's unraveling problems. He's sometimes I get in the prayer closet and all I do is say, Jesus, I just came to tell you how much I love you. Yeah. And how much I I just want to be in your presence. I just want to talk to you. I just want to be with you today. I don't really want anything. I just want to be with you. Yes. Yes. And it's those, it, those, that's experiential. You, I can sit here and tell someone about it, but until they've gotten in that closet with the, with the Holy Spirit, until they've spent time with the Father, you can't explain that. Right. Right. It, I love how this, oh, go ahead. I, okay. I was just going to say, I love how this, the, it says right then the same anointing teaches you. Concerning all these things, it's true, it's not a lie, it's taught you, hey, you're abiding with him. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, it's a promise you will abide in him. So what does that, what does that then produce? Abiding produces sometimes a cutting away. Abiding sometimes produces, um, I'm going to stop doing this. I am going to start doing that. You know, and so just to keep it into the world today, that. That could be the way that you speak to your spouse. It could be the way that, um, you know, what you're looking at. The, the way that you see people, that the Lord's teaching me how to love people with the lens of Jesus. And because I'm abiding in him, he is showing, hey, the kingdom is in you. The kingdom is in you. Well, what does that mean? Because there's all these scriptures around seek the kingdom, you know, it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, when you're so abiding now transfers in my heart, like if I'm abiding in him, if you're abiding, if we're, when, when we're abiding in him, he's revealing the kingdom. And what is the kingdom? Seek first the kingdom. So my mind starts going, okay, seek first the kingdom. What's the kingdom? Well, when I'm abiding in him, he says, well, the kingdom is wherever the king is. So if I have a situation and I am in a, in a place of like, what, how do I get through this? Well, the, the king is over that situation. And when I'm abiding in him, I can hear him clearly. I can see him. And I can see how to navigate through it. The kingdom is... The, the, the kingdom is heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. I mean, the kingdom is raising the dead, you know. The things that, that I have found that from abiding in him, a revelation of what the kingdom means because he Absolutely. says, okay, you're being obedient here. Let me unfold what I want you to do in this situation. And that may be... Um, you know, that may be out of my, my flesh, right? Like I don't understand it in my own mind, but when we seek his face and we know that we're abiding in him and that his anointing is, is on us, he works through us. He works through us. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm encouraged by this because this process has been for me really the last two years has been from a place of 
I don't really know what you're saying. I love you, and I think I heard this. To absolutely, here's what here's what I just sensed. Here's what I I heard the Lord say. Holy Ghost is navigating this, and it's been a growth that has been exponential because of learning how to abide in Him well, and the, to the abiding. Really, here's the deal: when when we take the time, this is what this is what you're saying. When you take the time to spend time with Holy Spirit every day, you learn His frequency. You learn how to tune into His frequency. And you take that out of that prayer closet, and then all of a sudden you're learning how to hear the frequency all the time. Right. Because you're staying in that presence. And then when you don't hear His frequency, you know it. You know you've stepped out. You've done something outside of His plan. Somehow right. you've done, you, you're doing something. I know when I'm not hearing God clearly, it ain't God. Right. <laughs> it's right. me. Right. So, you right. know. And his, it's like his grace is sufficient. And in that same regard, it's like, or in that same breath, I go, but you are Lord. And so absolutely. I can come back. Yes, your grace is sufficient. But, you know, the, like you said, the problem isn't that you're not speaking. Yeah. The problem is that I'm not hearing. So it's not really a new thing. It's a you thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <laughs> and and just... And then when you, when I realize, when, when Callie realizes, when Pastor Callie realizes, okay, I'm not hearing clearly or I don't feel like I'm right in step, the first thing I always say is say, okay, Holy Spirit, I always want you to be right in the middle of everything I'm doing and me to be right in the middle of everything you're doing. So right. if there's something that I've stepped off here, if I'm not, you know, if, if I'm, because I'm not hearing you real clear and I, I know there isn't anything wrong with you. And then Almost 99.9% .9 of the time, he'll show me, okay, I really, okay, this is, this is where I want you to, this is how to step back into that path, or here's where you went wrong, or, and, and before you know it, you don't find yourself stepping off of it very much, because right. it's like when my sister calls, I know it's her. Yes. I, I've talked to her so many hours, she doesn't have to introduce herself. She can literally call and say hello, and I can tell by her hello if everything is okay or if everything's not okay. I know her that much. And that's what happens when we spend time with Holy Spirit. He literally can just, he can literally just say, Callie, and I can be in a situation and know if he means don't do that or yes, that's good for you. <laughs> Right. And it's the way he even says my name. Right. And and right. and that comes from abiding with the Lord. And we have to start somewhere. So you went right. from you went from not being sure you're hearing, thinking you're hearing, to now I hear him real clearly because you're spending that daily time with him and you're you're tuned into his frequency. And you know when you're stepping outside of his frequency. Absolutely. And this, you know, two things that really helped me. The one thought that helped me, if you're, if you're like me, you may be a, a full plate of life, right? And you're, you're operating in a lot of different spheres. Well, I just have this one thought and it usually helps me. It's a silly thought, but I'll share it with you. Sure. It's helped a lot of people. I, I say the same 24 hours that I have is the same 24 hours the president of the United States has. 
And then that, for whatever silly reason, it frees me up and goes, you know what? I bet they have a lot on their plate too. Right. I bet you. Right. I bet you I can prioritize my day. I can make this happen. And so that's one silly thought. And then the other thought that I had that, that really helped me in this is seeking a word for the year. And that's going to happen in that place of quiet time, whether you're, you know, journaling through this, maybe it's on a, on a run or a workout is when, you know, you, or maybe this is in the prayer closet. For me, it was, it was prayer closet time, but I I asked the Lord and I, I fasted and I prayed through what is the word, the mantle for the year, because and the well, the first time that I did this was last year, and it worked pretty well. <laughs> so I That's figured awesome. coming into coming into twenty seventeen, I would do that same thing and really really seek his face for this. And so, um, you know, he'll speak to you. Sometimes it's in signs that you'll see, like literal road signs, or maybe you're you know in the grocery store and you're walking past some coffee cups and you see the word just confirmed to you right there on a random coffee cup that's like sticking out. I don't know. I mean, it's so random how the Lord will speak um, to each of us, but pay attention, you know, take note and pay attention. And so I'll give you an example of this, you know, the word for last year, Last year, he said risk and relationship. Wow. And everything, it was like a funnel. Rob and I, my husband, you know, we would, we would come to a decision and we would think that we're definitely going right. And then we would put the decision through the funnel. And so is this a risk or is this taking and building a, a, a relationship. And so everything was funneled through that. And we, I mean, we literally found the house of our dreams. All the boxes were checked in a neighborhood, five acres, had a barn in a, I mean, everything, check, 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 check. The price was right. It was a, I mean, everything. And we felt like we were supposed to move houses. And it was even the month that I felt like the Lord said the month of June, but he said, anyways, I, it was all of these. I think, I think this is right. I think. And then we put it through the funnel of relationship. And the truth is, is that it would have taken us 15 minutes outside of our community that we had been building over the last two years. And when we put it through the funnel of relationship, we said, you know what? We're in a different county. We would, we would have to really have a different Bible study group possibly. I mean, the relationships in that area are underdeveloped. It's hard to actually kind of get here to this, even though it's in a neighborhood, it's a little bit outside of the, so it changed everything. We didn't buy the house. Right. Because you took that word that God had given you and you ran it through that funnel. What an amazing concept. And I love that. You know, the Holy Spirit woke me up the other morning and said, this is going to be the year of the Joseph anointing for you. Wow. And it caught me off guard. But I, 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 I'm going to, that, this word that you're giving me is going to help me because I think that's important. I think when you funnel things through God's, God's word that he spoke out for the whole year, it helps you make those decisions that could just be a, a good idea, not a God idea, you know? Exactly. Exactly. uh, So we're going to, we're going to stop here for a minute and we're going to play another song, um, 
by Jesus Culture. I want you to enjoy it. And then we're going to close this pro uh, program up with praying for you. And I'm so excited that Jody's been here. I, I know that if we can get the concept of abiding in Jesus and allowing him to become the Lord of our life through our obedience, that not only will we change our world, but we'll change every world we come in contact. We'll be right back with you.
A wonderful day today having Jody Mamula here with us. We've been talking about abiding in Him, abiding in a relationship with our Father, spending daily time with Jesus, and allowing, making a choice to to allow Jesus to become the Lord of our life through obedience. And this is this has been a revelatory time, and I've enjoyed Jody so much and what God is doing through her and Rob and Austin and in the marketplace, and they have their own business, and God has totally taken them on a transformational journey through prayer and allowing Jesus to become the Lord of their lives. So I'd encourage you, you know, you will never end up on the short end of the stick with Jesus. You're going to always end up in a blessed arena, in a place of great blessing. I want to invite everybody out to our fire, which is February the 2nd and 3rd in Baton, Texas. You can go to warrior-chicks.com and you can, um, you can check out our Eventbrite and get signed up. We've got leaders coming from all over the country. This is going to be a Holy Ghost encounter where lives are going to be changed and people are going to literally have their whole year set up. I believe God, there's going to be many prophetic words given to set people's whole year up. And for some, it'll be a whole decade. And uh, I also believe that many will get fr some freedom in some areas. And uh, it's just, I believe God's going to have all kinds of treasures for us. I want to encourage you to support BPN Radio. God is using uh, Dale and Jean Gentry to raise up an army of prayer warriors across this network is dedicated to raising up prayer warriors. And that's really what our program's been today about prayer and the power of prayer. Nothing is done in the earth nothing is done in the earth except through prayer. So we as Christians, our mandate is to pray and to declare and to believe God. And then God releases angels and his power is released to begin to perform miracles. We've had so many miracles here in our own church this year through the power of prayer. So I love you. I bless you. Have a wonderful day. and We'll see you next week. For the past hour, you've been listening to the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.